and welcome to the Nobody Asked Our Opinion podcast, a podcast where two complete idiots talk about pop culture and give our opinion about it because that's what we're doing. This complete idiot is JJ. And this complete idiot is Joanna. And I'm back, y'all. And he's back, 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 back again. Hey, look at me actually using that reference in the proper <laughs> proper context. I'm mostly back. I'm still battling a little bit of a sinus thing because California air is gross. California air is gross, and we also have all of those fires, and we have just the grossness of smog and the nine million trees that are in Sacramento alone. So um, I also have the sniffles. So that's going to be fun today. And we're going to sound <laughs> super sexy. Oh, yeah. Be very Phoebe Buffet. Very, very smelly cat. <laughs> smelly cat. <laughs> Give me back my sexy phlegm. <laughs> it's going to be fabulous. It'll be great. You'll um, love it. It's going to be wonderful. So, yeah, so JJ's back from the Disney World. I mean, my body is here. I don't know where my mind is. <laughs> it is still on vacation. My back is t- definitely not in functioning order. <laughs> I mean, there's the 9,000 miles that you have to walk at Disney. Oh, sweet Jesus, yeah. So many. Oh, and then you also did Universal, right? So did there's Universal. another theme park to walk through. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Broken Old Man, welcome back to the pod. <laughs> welcome back. I'm glad to be here, youngins. <laughs> but it's good to be back. It's good to be back to, like, normal routine. It's nice to be in my own bed again after, like, a week of being on, like, a sleep uh, pull-out couch. Yeah, gross. So nope. it's nice to be kind of back in uh, the routine, so to speak. Although, even though the this past week of me being, like, my back not being completely... I had to soak in the hot tub for a couple of days to, like, loosen things up. But we're back. We're back mostly. We're back mostly. <laughs> I'm glad you're back because you get to have your dogs back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love them, but they're a lot. <laughs> they love to take over the bed. I, it's, Absolutely. I was sleeping in a queen-size bed, and somehow, with only two dogs in the bed, I had a sliver on the edge. I was like, how the fuck did this happen? You assholes. Um, So, yeah, they're the worst. Um, They're lucky they're cute. Um, Let's get into uh, this news, y'all. Some messy-ass news. So much messy-ass news. Because we're starting off with... 12 reported cases of COVID on the Masked Singer. Yeah, so the Masked Singer went to go, is like, was going to be filming, and they're like, <laughs> Was this their kidding. sixth season? Seventh season? It's a season. I don't know. They've been, there's been a lot of Masked Singer, and I'm, so, I'm actually really happy that it's still going because I enjoy it. And you don't watch it at all. No, I don't watch it at all. I only get clips from what you show me. (laughs) And then we stay up until like four in the morning and you go, play me the pretty music, please. Yeah, play me Leanne Rimes covering her own song, but like morphing it into some ethereal like... Goddess. Goddess siren song and then make my heart melt. I want all of that. Give me Hanson doing three-part harmony. I mean, always. In, like, Russian doll outfits, which is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, yeah, but um, apparently there was a, a COVID outbreak. Um, 
while they were getting ready to film. So they had to push back filming to allow everybody to like, live their lives and do their things. <laughs> so I'm also wondering, though, is that if, because there's 12 confirmed cases, I'm wondering, though, if those 12 cases were just positive COVID results. Because if you have, uh, you can, because you can still, even with the vaccine, catch COVID again. Because there are different strains and things happen, but it's not as bad. And so I'm wondering if these people, like somebody came in like, I feel a little funny. And then like everybody has to go get their COVID uh, test before you can film. And if they were all just a bunch of positive test results, they're like, well, we got to wait two weeks now. <laughs> so or hopefully was, nobody's, I don't think it was like a, a serious, like everybody is like down for the count. Kind yeah. Of thing. I, I'm assuming because I haven't heard much follow up from it that nobody's like, on death's door and mm. i'm assuming it's because i think also most people especially in the film industry have They've to be vaccinated, vaccinated. Yeah. um that it was um hey we were somebody was exposed to somebody who had covid and now all of these people have positive test results so we're gonna wait a couple weeks Everybody will get retested. We'll see how we're doing and then restart. But it, it, it looks like... well, That's a lot of positive. That, that is a lot of positive. In one production? Damn. But I mean, you also got to think, though, these people are, like, on top of each other. There's um, uh, makeup artists. There are uh, production assistants. There are, you know, sound operators. There are people who are hooking up your mics elaborate mic systems for those people in those fucking costumes dressers to help these people get into their fucking costumes yeah but like you said they're all i'm sure they're all vaccinated i'm sure they're all wearing masks indoors i'm sure they're all like hand sanitizing like crazy washing their hands like that film like productions like this can't afford for their staff not to do those kinds of things. Oh, because yeah. of things like this, pushing back production like this is millions and millions of dollars that are being wasted. No, absolutely. And I think, though, that it's not... I, I wouldn't even say it was probably not, like, a lackadaisical thing. It's just, like I said, people are so on top of each other that if somebody brings it in, even using all the precautions, I mean, there's probably, you know... 50 people working on that set and the fact that 12 people got it and not all 50 is because people are using precaution so um and i'm wondering if it's like because i didn't see anything that specified who these people were um not that it like truly matters but i'm wondering like was i was like was that just the entire sound department Did somebody bring in covid and the entire sound department got it because they work most closely together or you know all the costume people or whoever it is that are within there i think the video that you sent i think he said it was mostly crew members yeah so yeah i mean we would have heard if a celebrity caught covid like (laughs) I've been like, what? But even on the Masked Singer, would they would they risk, would they risk <laughs> revealing a celebrity? I, I don't think they would have said where they got it, but somebody probably would have been like, hey, what happened to, I don't know, like... Millie Vanilli? <laughs> I said oh, wait, celebrity. They well, they don't sing. They also don't sing. That would be hysterical, though, if they, they were on the Masked Singer. And... Are they alive still? Are they still with us? Maybe. That is an excellent question. I mean, they weren't exactly old when in the '90s, so I don't think they're going to be like. Oh yeah, I don't. They're not I would, like ass- on I would assume that like people would have, we would have been known notified if Millie Vanilli, if either of those guys were, had passed. Yeah, um, I'm pulling up their Wikipedia page right now. Um, 
Yeah, it doesn't say anybody died. I mean, they're probably, like, what, in their 50s at this point? Possibly. Oh, there's, like, been, like, a bajillion numbers, though, in different, like, numbers that have been in Millie Vanilli. But it doesn't say anybody's dead. It also doesn't say how old the individual numbers are. Well, needless to say, yeah, we're not going to be, nobody's going to be like, oh, Tori Spelling mysteriously got COVID. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, she's already been on the show, though. But I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. I'm like, Tori Spelling's already done The Masked Singer. Has she? She has. Of course she has. (laughs) She did all right. She wasn't, like, mind-blowing, but she wasn't, like, it wasn't like watching Danny Trejo on The Masked Singer. Yeah, oh boy. Or like, what's his face? Mickey Rourke. And Mickey Rourke. That was also a fun one. Um, did he like? Oh yeah, like he rip he off he. His costume was like fuck this. Yeah, no, he did a song. They revealed that he was in the bottom, and then he just took off his took his his thing off. Um, <laughs> took his mask off, and he was like, "It's me." Um, no, my favorite was Danny Trejo though, because they're like, "All right, take it off, take it off," and he started like stripping, stripping, and they're all like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Danny Trejo. <laughs> well, I mean, because he started taking off like, the, like the oh, costumes, like his costume, like, his costume like... like from like the waist down, and they're like, "No, what are you doing? Take off your mask." And he was like, "What? You said take it off." <laughs> I was ready to go. Oh, I Danny Trejo. I love him. Um, also, in LA, he has a really good taco stand called Trejo's Tacos. It's I've like, heard about this. Yeah, I went uh, last time. I went down. I went on my way to San Diego. Um, we stopped at Trejo's Tacos, and they have really good tacos. Their carnitas are unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean, if you're gonna get if you're gonna get tacos, get it from a Danny Trejo. It's so good. Oh, it's so yummy. I want tacos, even though I can't breathe. <laughs> um, when we go to Disney, we'll stop in LA. <laughs> right, and get some Danny Trejo's tacos. And get Trejo's tacos. I also went to Pink's Hot Dogs. They were also delicious. Because mm. you could put all sorts of stuff. I had uh, grilled peppers and onions, um, bacon. Um, what else is on there? And a few other things. It was like just the traditional like LA street dog. Mm. It was so good. Like, and then the hot dog itself was delicious. I love food. <laughs> food is I was great. Say, I love how somehow we got to talking about hot dogs from <laughs> the mass Singer, this COVID. But <laughs> speaking of snacks. <laughs> Brendan Fraser is like his. I'm so happy that Hollywood is welcoming back Brendan Fraser in, in so many ways. Like he is, he's been slowly kind of working his way back into like TV. Uh, he was in um, some HBO Max movies. Uh, he's been uh, uh, most recently now. He's um, he, he's been announced to be uh, appearing in a Martin Scor- the next Martin Scorsese film, Killers of the Flower Moon. And I'm like, good for Brendan Fraser. If anybody deserves to be in like, uh, you know. Arguably a legacy director's films. It's fucking Brendan Fraser. He like he deserves everything that's coming to him, because Hollywood fucked him over. Hollywood did fuck him over, and I'm, I am so, so happy. It's so sad what they did to him, and I'm, I'm so glad that he's getting more things. Um, uh, he's currently uh, 
on No Sudden Move, which is on HBO Max. Um, and wasn't he also on Doom? Yeah, yeah. In, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. And so, like, he's he's getting some good work and finally getting his getting back into the acting gig. I know that, like, for most millennials, Brendan Fraser is Rick O'Connell from the Mummy franchise. Oh, yeah, either that or George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. Um, I first saw him in, in Sino Man, where he was mm-hmm. a caveman who... <laughs> Polly Shore and I forget the other guy. Uh, they find a, a caveman uh, in ice, frozen in ice, and melt him because science. Because science. And then, like, it's Brendan Fraser as a caveman. Um, oh, it's bonkers. Because um, 90s. Because 90s. Because 90s. No, I also, um, I remember seeing him in a Blast from the Past. Mm-hmm. Where he was. Was that uh, with Reese Witherspoon? Maybe. It's been so long since I've seen this movie. I'm trying to I think just... of what blonde chick was in that movie. Um, I don't remember. I just remember that he, uh, what they were like scared, scared of like a nuclear bomb, like going off. And so like their family like goes underground and lives in a bomb shelter. Right, right, right. And then he eventually comes up and has only lived like it was like the fifties. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, so he's had kind of like... And he, Alicia I think he's, Silverstone. Oh, yeah. I mean, white blonde lady. Uh, um, he... I mean, he, I think he did a couple... Uh, did he do a couple, like, Looney Tunes movies? He did Looney Tunes back in action. And there was another... Which, wasn't which there I another one watched. where there was, like, a monkey? I want to say Monkey Bone. Was that Brendan Fraser? I mean, maybe? It was another, like... Um, uh, like live action, car- yeah, it was Monkey Bone, and it was like a dirty, like Looney Tunes style with like a really crass monkey. That's back in like two thousand one, which was like, bas- it's basically from another. That, know, that was another time period that altogether. A, that was a, that's a, a pretty much a different Earth. <laughs> I mean, that is fair. I mean, God, he was in such good movies. So George of the Jungle is still a great movie. Um, and then, yeah, not gonna lie, that man looks so good in that movie. Brendan so Fraser. So good in that movie. <coughs> Young Brendan Fraser was, like, a hunk. He was, like, the epitome of, like, your, uh, I don't think he ever got the, like, the, accolades of like a you know like a Brad Pitt or George Clooney status but like even like even in the uh, he, he wasn't necessarily like showing off skin in the mummy movies but he was still like very oh. svelte oh and, yeah like, no like looked great. very good and it was I think it was also the fact that he's so charming he's so he's incredibly charming. charming yeah so incredibly charming and genuine and you're just like I believe that guy yeah and uh, I'm so happy he's going to be on my television. Oh, my God. I had a dream that for some reason, Brendan Fraser only wanted to do interviews with like small time like people to like build up, like to help throw some clout towards like the little guy. And we were one of the little guys that got to interview Brendan Fraser via Zoom. 
Yes. <laughs> and I spent I'm the entire and we spent the that. entire time going, I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. I mean, yeah, yeah, that would that would you're like that's track. I had 900 questions, and you know, producer Jonathan's yelling, going off the corner, going like, "Ask one of your questions. Just ask one of your questions." We're like, "You're so pretty." Like, we love you. We love you. I mean, even now, like, does he look like he did in the early 2000s? No, nobody looks like they did, you know, 20 years ago. But he's still so handsome. Well, and he's been through a lot. He's like those mummy movies, like literally broke his body. Oh yeah. And on top of that, him having to, you know, basically Hollywood chastising him and like blacklisting him from getting any work uh, because of he, when he, uh, you know, accused uh, I forget what's his name, but like a high-ranking Hollywood executive of sexual harassment, they're like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You're a man. That can't that happen. That doesn't happen. No. And I didn't do that. I'm a man. I don't know sexual. I don't sexually assault other men. That's 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 a gay. I'm not a gay. No. <laughs> and so like, fucking, he wasn't on our, in any movies. He like felt like f- fell off the you know face of the planet. But I'm just so glad that he's like getting into. And again, Every I time I see, he's still attractive. He looks so good still. I don't care. People are going to, like, talk about how, you know, he's put on some weight and whatever. I'm like, yeah, like a normal human aging person. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's still right. he's still beautiful. Yeah. He looks so kind. I want to be his friend. He looks like he gives great hugs. I know. He looks like he would give you the best hugs. I want to hug Brendan Fraser. I mean, but minus all the COVID Delta variants. <laughs> I mean, when it's safe to hug safe strangers. To, yeah, when it's safe to hug strangers, I want a Brendan Fraser hug. I want to hug Brendan Fraser. You hear that, friends? Make it happen. I want to hug Brendan Fraser. You know how you can make it happen? Wear a fucking mask. Yeah, wear your goddamn mask. Wear your goddamn mask, wash your goddamn hands, and stay six feet away from me. <laughs> stay away from people you don't know. God damn it. But anyways, <laughs> um, let's talk about how LeVar I, Burton is not going to be the, the host of Jeopardy, because uh, the world we live in sucks. Boo! Guess who else, what's going to be? Another, just like, t- middle-aged white dude. I mean, I will say, at least this is a middle-aged white dude who's been connected to Jeopardy for a really long time. Yeah. Because like, he's like a, like, he's an like, executive producer. He's been around and like, genuinely cares about the show, and was one of the people who, like, genuinely had really nice things to say about Alex Trebek and all of that. And if it was just some, like, if it was, like, Ken Jennings, I'd, I'd like, I'd write it. I would like, write in the streets. No, he is, he's not a good human. He's not a great person. He d- doesn't need to be the host. But, yeah, no. LeVar Burton, Sacramento, <laughs> Sacramento was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. You. <laughs> We're all rooting for, for you. you. I hate us. Um, so much. But. Yeah, and I get, like, he's he's done hosting gigs, like, all of his career. And, like, he, like, on paper, he's, like, he's he's a pretty good candidate. But I'm, like. But LeVar Burton. But LeVar Burton. Or, like, Maya Bialik did really well when she mm-hmm. was hosted. And how awesome would it be to have a female Jeopardy host? 
Or a female game show host. Game show host. In, well, I mean, what didn't? Uh, what's her face? Jane. Krakowski. Nope. Lynch. Yes, she. Hosts I was gonna say both the of them. Both of them are hosting. Are both, and both, yeah, both yeah. of them are hosting. Yeah, but those are like not serious game shows. They both host like silly. What's game a serious shows? game show? Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeopardy, goddammit. Jeopardy's a serious game show. You have to do some actual studying for that. Jane Lynch hosts Hollywood Game Night. It's a silly show. And like, Jane does... Krakowski hosts uh, Name That Tune. It's a silly game show. It's a great game show, but it's a silly game show. It is a fun game show. <laughs> um, but, and like Mayim Bialik, she actually has like degrees in like, okay. f- isn't it like physics? Like, isn't she like an actual like physicist? Yeah. Um, my favorite thing was people like on the red carpet interviewing her and asking her if it was difficult for her to understand the uh, science in Big Bang Theory. And yeah. she was like, no, I mean, it's like, I'm a physicist. And they're like, well, I mean, that's what your character is. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm an actual physicist. Like, I went to school and have PhDs. <laughs> like I can do calculus in my head. So. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was like, no, like I understand this is fine. Um, but no, she would have been great. Um, but I was really hoping for LeVar Burton. And the fact that it wasn't just the city of Sacramento screaming LeVar Burton, like the entire world was like, LeVar Burton would be great. He's not doing anything right now. Um, Besides like, the last thing I remember is he was trying to like reboot reading rainbow Mm -hmm. and made a whole bunch of money, like or raised a whole bunch of money to kind of get that going again. But I love LeVar Burton. He's so like wholesome and wonderful. And uh, yeah, he would bring such like a, like a, a not warped. that not that Alex Trebek was not warm. Yeah. But like there were times we were like, damn Alex, that was cold. Like you, just, <laughs> like you that was sassy. <laughs> I was gonna say he, he's a shady bitch. He's kinda, yeah, he's a little bit shady. But Lavar Burton would be like so loving and caring, and it would be it would be like reading uh, rainbow. It would be like reading rainbow. <laughs> Oh, now I have the song stuck in my head. Yeah. Just take a look. But I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know. It, I mean, it could just me being uh, overly uh, overly sensitive, but I'm like, uh, another white guy takes a, takes a you know, yeah. a high high profile job from, a, you know, a Mayim Bialik who's, who'd kill on the job, LeVar Burton who'd kill at the job. Yeah. But like, I'm I also, get that yeah. he's like super, he's like super in, like, I get that. Like, yeah. He's yeah. super in the, the Jeopardy thing, but I'm like... I'm also wondering if it's also, like, a financial thing. Like, he's already a producer, so it's not like they have to get throw more money at him. Like, he's just, like, he's already on payroll. It's already there. Like, they don't have to pay him, like, a whole bunch of money because he's not a super well-known name. Whereas uh, a Mayim Bialik or a LeVar Burton would be a well-known name that you'd have to pay for. Do you think that he would be that expensive? I think he'd be more expensive than Mike Richards um, to do so. I, I don't think it'd be astronomical, but I do like, it's just a thought process that went through. Cause like I said, I'm not ecstatic by Mike Richards. Like I don't care about him, but I understand why they're picking him and him being a white, like, you know, middle-aged white man doing the job doesn't upset me as if it was some other random middle-aged white man. Like I said, if it was like a Ken Jennings or, who else did they randomly have host the show? They had a whole bunch of people that I was like, no, uh, no. From this list, they had uh, Mayim Bialik, Anderson Cooper, Katie Couric, Bill Whitaker, Dr. Oz, Ken Jennings, George Stepanopoulos. Oh, yeah, like... I don't Aaron think... Rodgers? Isn't he a baseball person? 
maybe. I don't sports ball. I ex- like I exasperated all of my sports the last two episodes talking about the Olympics. Oof. Oh, yeah. That's uh, my Olympics news is the Olympics ended. <laughs> all I've got to say about the Olympics is leave fucking Simone Biles alone. Let that bitch do if she wants to if she wants to take a break from what she's doing because her what aunt died. Let her fucking take a break. No, she had the twisties. Well, wasn't it also like reported like not soon after that she also like she was dealing with having like a, a death in the family? Oh, I mean that's entirely possible. I didn't see that though. No, she had a uh, a case of the twisties, and she was also not in the emotional like, healthy headspace to be able to do so, like, psychologically. Yeah, so give the bitch a break if she wants to take, if she wants to take a moment to compile herself. No, absolutely. Like, she, she, like, exited the Olympics for, like, a few things, and then she came back and competed, I think, on the vault, and did very well, because it was, it's not as strenuous on, like, certain body parts than other body parts, and so she was like, I can do this one. Because the entire world was like, how dare you be un-American? You knew what you were signing up for. And she's like, yeah. And I decided I don't want to. Yeah. Like, when shit comes up and you're not, and you're not in the right headspace for it, yes, take, you take your time and recover and do what you need to do to get back into the headspace. Nobody is beholden to fucking do anything that they don't want to do. Yeah. Fuck off, America. But listen to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) LeVar Burton hosts Jeopardy. Um. Speaking of more overprivileged middle-aged white men, Trey Parker and Matt Stone have signed uh, a new deal with Viacom CBS, renewing their South Park series for six more seasons and 14 movies. I forgot that there are new episodes of this television show. And there are going to be six more seasons of it. I think they're going to go into season 30. By the end of and the they're group. trying to overtake the Simpsons. They're trying. They're, they're trying to do the Simpsons thing, um, and I mean, more power to them, I suppose. But good lord, like fourteen movies. I don't know if that means, too, as like, I say. To be fair, a movie could be like an hour and a half special. Right. I was gonna say like it could be like a real short, like thirty minute, like do like one off. I was gonna say like like a movie would be like. And here's a 45-minute episode. Um, so, like, because when I first read that, too, it was, like, my first thought went to 14 feature films. And I was like, that what is obscene. Shit. And then I rethought about it. I was like, no, 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 this is a cartoon. A movie is an hour-long episode. And especially if they're, if they're uh, area on, what is it, Paramount? Paramount Plus? It could be just, like, you know, extended long episodes or something like that. Yeah. But still, that's... And like, that's d- obscene. It, for $900 million. I mean, like, overall, though, if you think about, like... I mean, it's still, an obs- like, a butt That is obscene. Like you said, it it's is obscene. obscene. That is rude to just, like, math. <laughs> but, I mean, like, is it, I mean, it is, though, for six full seasons, and you have to think, like, how many episodes are in a season? Like, are we going with, like, 22-episode seasons that are typically done on four shows like this, like, during, like, like, when they're on cable? Like, a season's, like, 25 episodes or something like that. Usually. So, if you're doing, like, 25 episodes times six, um... You're going like a over like a hundred what hundred and fifty episodes. That's like there's a lot of work that has to go into that. But for sure, is that nine hundred million dollars worth of work? I'm I'm not sure. I feel like that that's I mean a little overkill. It is a little overkill, but I mean like it's not like 
And Trey Parker and Matt Stone do not need $900 more million. No, absolutely not. But I mean, it's also, like, good on them for getting paid for this stupid, weird cartoon that they created. Um, I remember when it was just, like, it was just them and just, like, cardboard. They were, like, (laughs) it was just made out of construction paper. I remember my mom finding this show and was, like... Because she said she never watched, she like would see it like flipping through like cable, and she wouldn't watch it because she's like there are these I don't know these weird like cartoon people walking sideways, and I didn't understand it, so I didn't watch it. And she comes into my bedroom. I'm like maybe fourteen, and she goes, "Did you were you aware of this South Park show?" And I said. <laughs> Yes. And she goes, why didn't you tell me about it? And I was like, I'm 14. She's like, you thought I was going to yell at you. And I was like, yep. And she's like, I probably would have. But I'm mad that you didn't tell me because this show's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, there are the, I mean, over the sea, over the, over the years, South Park has been, has cranked out some really good. And it's also, really good it, it is also cranked out some hot steaming pile of garbage. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If they all can be zingers. And, and some of them, looking back, you're like, oh, that didn't age well. <laughs> but <laughs> comedy. No, yeah. Um, and it's I, and it's funny is that I know that there's been a lot of, like, p- uh, controversy on The Simpsons with their kind of, like, depictions of certain characters. And I think the only time I really heard about... Matt, uh, like South Park getting into trouble with like a, like a problematic character was with uh, the chef character because there was an episode where um, the sh- they were like parroting Scientology and the guy who voiced chef was a Scientologist and so oh and then like, he oh. let like oh yeah they killed his character off because he didn't want to do it mm-hmm. although that episode was great because they kept putting Tom Cruise in the closet. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Tom oh Cruise god. just come out of the closet. <laughs> so stupid. Oh my god. Um Yeah. So I don't know. They want made a bunch of money. Um let's talk about the Muppet Babies, because that's a far better television show. <laughs> yeah, and Muppet far less problematic. Babies. But uh, depending on who you talk about, it's far, it's not as problematic as you may think, unless if you're an asshole. But uh, yeah, the Muppet Babies in a, uh, I don't know how recent uh, of a episode. I don't know if... Uh, fairly recent. They've been cranking out new episodes for a while. Okay. Because um, it's got this cool, like, uh, CGI, 3D animation thing yeah. going on. And, like, it looks beautiful. Like, whoever, yeah. whoever's doing the animation is, like, killing it. But uh, in, a, in a recent episode, they had um, the Muppet Babies. It's basically a Cinderella. They retell the Cinderella story, but with Gonzo... Baby as the Cinderella character, Gonzarella. Uh, Gonzarella. Um, yeah, because so what it was is that um, Gonzo wants to go to a party that they're all throwing, and it's supposed to be like fancy dress, and he mm-hmm. wants to Gonzo wants to wear a dress to the party because Correct. that's what makes Gonzo feel pretty. And the other baby said, "No, you can't wear a dress," and so. Gonzo goes off and cries, and then because um, you're like you you're you have to dress up as a knight. You yes. can't you can't yeah. dress up as as, as a you can't dress up like a girl. You can't dress up. Like, you <laughs> <laughs> and so Gonzo goes, and then through magic of 
a fairy. There's a fairy rat father. A fairy rat father. That's right. It's Rizzo. Yeah, it <laughs> it's Rizzo, Rizzo the rat. Mm-hmm. Um, changes uh, dresses up Gonzo as Gonzarella in a beautiful dress and is able to go to the party and have fun. And then later, Gonzo reveals that he, that Gonzo is in fact Gonzarella, and. You know, all the Muppet babies are like, we're so sorry we made fun of you. You can wear whatever makes you feel good because, you know, you look so great. <laughs> you turned it out. Fierce work mama. <laughs> yes, mama. Has some boots. Um, and refer to Gonzo with they, them pronouns mm-hmm. instead of he, him, or she, her. And so most people were like, cool. like normal people like me who have worked with children, study child development sees a character that is usually male presenting wearing a dress and went that tracks for three-year-olds that's the thing that happens because because they see something shiny and sparkly and they go oh pretty i want to wear and so they wear it and you're like cool you're dressed up like you know a girl tomorrow you'll be a firefighter the next day you're gonna be a dog whatever (laughs) i had today i had identify as cat great <laughs> cool <laughs> meow meow sit at the table <laughs> meow meow sit at the, eat your beans yeah right so meow meow eat your food um finish your broccoli whatever and you know that's exactly how i was reading it the entire like world that doesn't understand that went yeah how dare how dare you how dare you, dare you Disney, um shove your gay agenda you know, or as Candace Owens puts, puts it, pushing the transgender agenda on children via Muppet babies. Yes, because that's what that means. It's she so also added, everybody should be disturbed by predatory cartoons meant to usher <laughs> children into gender dysphoria. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, just I, no. I was like, have you met a four-year-old boy? Like, I taught preschool for many years. They all would fight over who got to wear the pretty dress. Because that's what you get most of when people donate, you know, dress-up clothes. They're like, oh, this is for all the little girls. I'm like, um, we had a, what was it? It was a skirt with cow print on it. And um, it was brown cow stunning. And let me tell you how these little boys used to fight over who got to wear the, the, the cowgirl skirt. Because they wanted to wear, they wanted to wear it, mm-hmm. and the little girls were like, "Well, fuck, I'm never gonna get a chance to wear this goddamn skirt." <laughs> preschool problems. Hashtag preschool problems. I mean, and it's just it is what it is. So I'm like, "Are yeah, we really making this big deal?" And then they're like, "Is Gonzo non-binary?" And I was like, "Maybe Gonzo's an alien. <laughs> Gonzo's we... not a not an actual thing. Yeah. Gonzo." Is not human. Are we really that concerned with the alien of like what their pronouns are? Like an alien. And again, it'd be like if Kermit the Frog started using they them pronouns. Kermit's a fucking frog. Exactly. A frog. The only one who we know for sure has like what pronouns there are is Miss Piggy because she, she identifies as Miss Piggy. Yeah, yeah, and she will not. She will let you know. Yeah. Miss. <laughs> she will let you know. 
Yeah, it, it's it, it's again, it's just the conservative media being like, uh, anything that's LGBT is like horrible to children, and we don't know how to actually, you know, humanize the the issues of this whole community and how to deal with and how to uh, how to talk about it with our children. So we, you know, we have to uh, shit on Muppet Babies when. Uh, uh, like you said, an alien dresses up as a with a dress. Yeah, and goes by they them pronouns. Like it wasn't even the whole point of the episode wasn't call me her. It was I want to wear what I want to wear. Yeah, the whole episode is don't tell accept, me what yeah ex- accept your friends for who they are and not necessarily just the superficial. Things that you see on the, uh, uh, yeah. that you see. Don't pigeonhole your friends in a box and tell them what to do. Yeah. Because it was the whole thing is because Miss Piggy said, no, you can't wear that. Because Miss Piggy is sometimes a bitch. <laughs> Even as a baby. And Gonzo's like, I won't wear a pretty dress. And then Miss Piggy was like, oh, you look fierce. You know what? And, what, and she apologized. And she said, you know what? I'm sorry. Yes, That's, that is growth. <laughs> that is that is what we should be teaching children: is when you make a mistake, you acknowledge it and apologize. You don't get all defensive and be like, "No, but you know what? It was my, you know, I grew, <laughs> I grew up in a time." <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> but like you know, it's just like we want to teach kids to be accepting of all shapes and shades of humanity. So when the four-year-old alien tells you they want to wear a dress, just let them wear the goddamn dress. Let them wear the goddamn dress. Speaking of things and dresses, let's switch over to our... Let's talk about more aliens and dresses! Gay (laughs) yo-yos! So we are going to move on to the Drag Race 20 for those uh, long-time listeners are probably like, yeah, thank God, Drag Race 20. I've had to listen to Doctor Who for the last two weeks. Um, or you're going... Or they're like, God damn it, yeah. we, we've had Doctor Who for two weeks, this is a blessing, why the fuck are we going back to Drag Race? Because it's Well, our you know show. what? It's our show. Because it's our show. Um, and not yours. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so for 20 minutes to 20 minutes only, we are going to talk about the last three weeks of Drag Race. Um, oh my God, it's been three weeks, there's so much! So, I'm going to start the timer in three, two, one, and we're going. I will start with the most recent episode because it's still in my mind. But justice for justice Pandy. Justice from Pandy. That was like the only note I saw on here. It was it said "Bam, justice for Pandy," and I was like, "Yep, that checks. That 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 recaps this episode." Like it, it makes. It, I, 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 I'm like at a loss for words. How like dirty they kind of they they did. Pandora box. In I mean, the as, series. I I agree. I'm hoping she's the one that comes back in this game within a game that whenever they fucking decide to tell us right. what the fucking they, they're gonna be like, and the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race is hold but on. Wait, <laughs> this Remember season this? this season is a game within a game. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Oh my god! I almost hope they do it that way. That would be hysterical. Would be kind of, yeah. I would be fucked up. It would be so fucked up. <laughs> but Damn. Candy, wait. <laughs> I've changed my mind. Changed my mind. <laughs> um, I'm not ready to see you go. No, um, but I think that 
I do agree. I love Pandora Box, and I think that Pandora Box, like, has, like, she's so funny and smart and has this great, like, self-deprecating humor that's really deadpanned, so it's not, like, an over-the-top humor like that's a lot the of the other queens. I think that's what, that's what ultimately kind of did her in, was that she was up against all these really big personalities, a Eureka, a Ginger... Uh, a well, when she was there, a silky. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, even when she was there, she wasn't up against Silky's personality this time around. I mean, I mean, you can argue that, but still, there but is, yeah, there, there uh, Yara is Sophia, Yara Sophia, Jiggly. There are so many loud personalities in there. There's so many loud bitches there that a, a girl like Pandy, who her her humor isn't loud and obnoxious. It's I'm here. It's very like. And that's what I love about it. It's very precise. It's very exact. It's very niche. And not everybody gets it. But this one gets it. And I'm like... And her... And I... Of the... So the last runway with Pandora was a uh, pop art runway. Yeah. And... I loved her pop art. Uh, and this was uh, uh, this was like the night of a thousand, night of a thousand it was another uh, <laughs> Kimono gate because it was an uh, I think three was it three queens that came out with like Andy Warhol yeah yeah because there were six queens Raja didn't do the assignment <laughs> neither did Kylie Kylie also did not do the assignment and but... Trinity did objectively the best on the runway oh yeah no there's no ifs or buts yeah so there's three it, like. Warhol copies. One would even say that Kylie didn't do the assignment, but still leaned more into Warhol than anything else with the, the fair. with the face. So you could say like Kylie did Warhol light, and then you had three bitches who did just hardcore Warhol. They did the soup cans. Yeah, it was it was let's let's recreate the face. Um, but of those three, I think Pandora's was the most successful in. F- in the sense that, like, she was able to mix in also the comic booky with, like, her name on the top. Uh, she had WAP she on, had, her, on her She shirt. had WAP on her. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, that's what asked Pandora. Yes. <laughs> she had, like, a little part, like, a clutch that was a box Bo- that, that had box. box on it. I'm like, in, uh, in all the comic book, le- comic book lettering, I was like, that that's a good kind of, like, okay, I get the, I get the references. Even though the judges said, like, it was, I think they said it was, like, not enough or, like, disjointed. I thought it was the most put together outfit. Like I would say that Eureka's was the most disjointed of the Warhol look because, like, her makeup didn't really tie into the Warhol aesthetic. Like, and the hair didn't really. And the hair didn't make sense. Make sense either. And I don't think that the outfit, like Eureka, is really good for knowing her shape and making her shape look good. And I don't think that this made her shape look as good as it normally does. Yeah, I feel like Eureka didn't put a whole lot of thought into this. Somebody made that for her, and she didn't get to go to the fitting. Yeah, that's what that looks like. And she's like, yeah. And this is, yeah, this works. Um, And I'll do like faintly 60s style hair, faintly 60s style makeup. Yeah, I will say though, I did love the fact that Ginger actually had what a like foam wig on. I wish more girls like brought out the foam wigs to really make that connection go through more. Mm-hmm. But I also wish more bitches did the makeup like fucking like Trinity did, like TKB. That makeup was like God. That outfit was so good. It was so like bitch. And she had like all the trans like uh, names trans names and faces and faces and like she was holding up a Black Lives Matter sign. I'm like. That was the moment. That was so good. It almost made you forget how bad her Whitney Houston was. 
Oh my no. She looked like Whitney Houston, and that's where it stopped. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I. I just. I guess I just don't like the Snatch Game of Love format. I would rather just see a Snatch Game. Like I mean, I'd rather. Times. I mean, I would rather just see a Snatch Game. Also, I don't love the Snatch Game of Love format. Um, like I said, it wasn't as upsetting as it was in season All Stars three. All Stars three was bad. It was so bad because, like, I remember we we looked this up the other day because we we're like. We haven't talked about Drag Race in two weeks. Was Vomit. it three or four? Cause I, oh, four in this race. It's, it's, three, it's the one three that I is, never remember. It's season four. I it's, I've, I forgot about season four. Um, no, because you're right. It was season four because the winners were Manila and Trinity the Tech. Because yes. Manila, like, we're like, sure, I guess you were the second best. It was not that great. Her uh, Barbara Streisand. It was a choice. It wasn't hysterical, but it was there. And then you had the only one who actually did well, which was Trinity the Tuck with her Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, it was superb. It yeah no that was grand. <coughs> and then I mean I think like it was more successful All Stars five because but again it was. I don't like that they split up the girls. I think that's my problem with it, is that... Arbitrarily. Yeah. There's like, no reason why they need to be sep- split into two groups. Because, like, in All-Stars 5, you had um, the first group, which was the only... Or you had Ms. Cracker. Um, she was as Lady Gaga. As Lady Gaga. As Born This Way Lady Gaga. Born This Way Lady Gaga, who the, looked great. Looked Again, great, but it was, very boring. Yeah, it was the same thing as... Uh, like Trinity's uh, Whitney Houston looked, looked spot fantastic. on, D- not funny, but not funny. Um, you had there um, are the jokes. You had uh, India Farah's Jeffrey Star, which was just messy. That was awful. It was just messy. It was she, so gross. She didn't even look like Jeffrey Star. She didn't, she didn't look like Jeffrey Star. She didn't sound like Jeffrey Star. She was disgusting and not in the fun she was, way. She was in a pink jumpsuit, and that was it. Yeah. Um, and then you had uh, Alexis Mateo's Walter Mercado, which was transcendent. The best, like. Amazing. And I wish that you had Alexis Mateo's Walter Mercado over with uh, Flavor Flav's, uh, Shea Coulee's Flavor Flav and Juju B's Eartha Kit. Because those were fantastic. And to, to be able to have a Walter Mercado like bouncing off the two of them, would, that would have been the best, like that overall would have been the best like snatch game like in her story. Oh, it would have yeah. been so good. Um, because I don't even remember who was there. Oh, it was Blair St. Clair. Blair, Blair St. Clair showed Ellen? up as Ellen. <laughs> yeah, she was Ellen. Oh In her god. Justin Bieber wig. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Um, Blair St. Clair showed up. Um, she was there. She was there that day. She was there, Blair St. Clair. <laughs> <laughs> she was there, St. Clair. <laughs> she was there, St. Clair. Um, so like, you know, I think that's what it is. It's like, I don't necessarily mind them having like, doing like, the love, the love aspect of it, I but think, is fun. But they were all together. But there's like, yeah, but you have to split it up to make it make sense, and it just doesn't work. Um, because I want to see everybody interact because it gives everybody a better fighting chance. Because I think a Pandora box in a regular snatch game setting with more people to bounce off of would have done better instead of yeah. just having the overdriving force of Eureka's Divine. And Eureka's Divine was divine. Oh, it was divine, but again, it wasn't... It was, But it was so aggressive that like a Pandora was finding it very... Even uh, Raja was finding like it difficult to kind of interact with 
with Eureka. She kind of just did her own thing. She really didn't talk to or interact with Eureka very much. <laughs> Raja just took Rue's joke and recycled it That's, 15 times. Yo, yeah, she I t- wasn't mad at it. I thought it was great. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just saying, had 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 Rue not planted that seed, Raja would have been She would have been fucked. Stuff. She would have dri- driven the, the struggle bus. She, it would have been, she would have yeah, I know it would have been bad. Um, but that she didn't even, she she even do her hee hee laugh. And she did it. It just wasn't. It didn't sound like. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't sound, sound like Latoya at all. No. Um, but that bitch looked just like Latoya Jackson. It was, though. It was scary. Like I was like, how the fuck did you make your chin that small? <laughs> like she had the same shaped face. Like her chin looked smaller. Her eyes were like, like her, super th- bright. She, I feel like that she gave herself rhinoplasty that that episode. Like her her nose was like. Yeah, it was, and then she fucking shaved that shit down. I was like, how the fuck did you do that? She, she was a, like, how the fuck did you get a Jackson nose so quick? <laughs> so goddamn quick. And like, with, with her giant bug out eyes, with the oh with her mascara, I was like... It, this is perfect. Like, she looked, like, when it, they just did the pan across, and I was like, is that Roger? Did they actually get Latoya Jackson to come on this episode? Like, that's not fair. They just got Latoya Jackson. That's, that's rude. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, I think the top were definitely, um... Ginger was gonna, she was gonna take it. I mean, I, I would say that Kylie was, like, Kylie held her own, and I think that she did so well being able I'm to I'm really hold her proud own. of Kylie. Of I am too. God, so. that Dolly Parton, like, and it's such a nice to have, like, a, uh, a redeeming Dolly Parton after the trash that was Karen from Finance doing it on, uh, Down mm-hmm. Under. Because Karen from Fight, that was criminal what she did to Dolly Parton. Yeah, that she should be arrested. <laughs> and I love the fact she did her like little nail, nails, the, the nail little The rhythm. nail to the, uh, and then it's to the sound of nine to five. Ugh. It was so good. I was like, that is, it's like she, this bitch did her research. Like she this did. bitch And she you knew that she, she came in with her, her set of jokes that she knew she was going to say. Um, and be ready just to throw it out there. She picked a character that matched her energy level. Because Dolly Parton is not like out there. No, she's very. She does have a level of poise, but she is a sassy, dirty bitch. She is a sassy, dirty bitch, and I love her. And I love it. I love it. And and Kylie did not hold back on the tittage. Those, no, that no, she, 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 Oh my! And God. I was gonna say she already has beautiful breasts. Her breasts are. I mean, again, I am sexually confused by <laughs> by Kylie. She is so beautiful, but she was like she. Up She's the like my boobs like, aren't big enough. I'm gonna throw in a breastplate. I'm gonna to throw really... on this giant breastplate, like perfect. this obscenely giant it was breastplate. So it was like, funny. She like, like it was it was fantastic. I I'm not mad that Ginger got it. I would have been ecstatic if um, if they gave it to Kylie. Gave... But no, but Ginger did great because like. But Ginger's I... runway was. Objectively better than Kylie's. Oh, absolutely. Because Ginger did the assignment. <laughs> Ginger did the assignment. <laughs> um, and um, can we talk about all the lip sync assassins over the last few weeks? Because they were so good. Oh my god. Bam. Because we got Alexis, Alexis Mateo. <laughs> With like that. Twi- well, because one, her, her, um, her lip sync was phenomenal that bitch came out in a gown and then like took her time to like she's dancing she's doing her thing and then starts pulling it down into her dance costume and then just fucking cha-chas and then fucking fucking, just hits that j-lo choreo and i'm like yes yeah it was and and then that bitch go like and then she's so fucking funny and so she she does the reveal and says that pandora is going home and then she goes oh no no room (laughs) but wait 
I have another lipstick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and pulls it out and Gag. says, Jan. And then that bitch, when she leaves, she goes, I got two new lipsticks, bitch. <laughs> I got two free lipsticks, bitch. <laughs> Bam. Oh, my God. Alexis so Mateo. funny. She's so good. I love um, And then. And what was the week before? Was that Manila? The week before, was, yeah, it was Manila. It was Manila versus, uh, she was lipsticking with. Kylie. Uh, Kylie. Oh. Kylie turned that. Oh yeah, no, like I was like, what the fuck did you bring in Manila to do dirty? That is not a Manila lip sync that song. Did, that was dirty to Manila. To Manila. <laughs> that is not like, a Manila song. No, you bring Manila in to do a comedy song, something that could something be, something can't so she can camp, camp it, it up. up. You can't camp you up. You can't camp up dirty. Well, I mean, she tried, and if it was just Man- us watching Manila lip sync to dirty, we would have been we would have been living. But it is not fair to be putting her next to. Kylie. Who is literally like a Christina Aguilera. Yeah. She's doing like, she did like a back handspring into a split and you're like, ah! 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 And somehow her under boobs never popped out. Oh yeah. Like that is like, just... the, that is the like Alaska Thunder Fun tape in yellow. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and as, speaking as a gay man, under boob is criminally underappreciated. Oh, that it's was, sexy. It is, because you still get the shape. In mm-hmm. fact, you get more shape. Because you get the all the roundage of the boobage mm-hmm. up down here and up here. And it's, again, I'm sexually confused by Kylie. <laughs> Same. And in that specific, like, because this, this was the, uh, this was her um, as, uh, the American Horror Story yeah. one, right? Yeah. yeah. Like her, uh, was that the goth outfit? Yes. Oh, she like basically wore nothing. She wore like black spandex tape around her body. Yep. And placed it just so, so that like she didn't have to be like blurred. Yeah. And that was fucking sexy. Oh, it was so great. She looks so good. That I think that so was one of the better. I, the I think the goth looks were one of the better runways. I agree. This season, um, I'm trying to think if there were any like bo- like booger looks. I think they all like Trinity's look. Yeah, no, that with bitch that can like fuck cape off. of feathers. Yeah. I was like, <gasps> that bitch can fuck right off. <laughs> oh my god! Nobody, nobody, nobody said that. that you needed to turn the runway this hard this season. TKB, I'm living for it though. But it's almost like it's almost criminal to the other girls at this point. It's rude. <laughs> Although it's rude. she's making up for the fact that she basically wore khaki pants in the first week. <laughs> as that, oh, the yeah, crossing, that guard. crossing guard, <laughs> yeah. I Again, listening. I think it's it, it must have been like I didn't think very hard about this like runway, or I was like I'm running out of time. I need to figure out something for this runway. Well, no, it's funny because I think I was listening to uh, it was Bob and Thorgy on Purse First Impressions. Oh my and god! Oh, that in and of itself is a ride. That it was so great. But I think at one point though, they're like when she came out in her like. Uh, her tropics, hot tropics look, which was the Brazilian carnival. The carnival, yeah. And uh, Bob was like, "How the fuck did Trinity K. Bonet pack this in her suitcase?" And Thorgy goes, "It was. It took up the room that would have been a costume, but she wore khakis instead." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I screamed. I could not. That's hysterical. Um, and then can we talk about 
the fact that Miss Ginger Minj has won half of the overall prize money in lip syncs, and she's won two lip syncs. Mm-hmm. She's won $50,000, which is half of the overall prize money in lip syncs. They're just giving out money this season. like. Well, I mean, and it was like, I think this is, yeah, Ginger won the most at the lip sync when she won the 30000 because somebody's always won the other the next week. Right, but then they had to carry But this over. one this one carried over three weeks because those lip sync assassins were like It was Laganja and uh not Mayhem. Was it Brooklyn? No, that was earlier. It was Laganja and um which was like you're like, Yep, that chucks. Um I can't remember who the other one was, but yeah, it was like it was the third week in a row and then this one was two weeks in a row. And Bless her soul. I mean, Heidi in closet. <laughs> I love Heidi. <laughs> Miss Heidi Aphrodite. I love how Rue was like, I thought I'd never have to say that name again. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you'd change that shit, but okay. Um, but <laughs> Woo! That's good. Yeah. We only get 20 minutes, so you're ruining it with sneezing. I know. Um, but uh, I love that... Uh, Heidi comes out in her, you know, play on her, like, uh, the big poof hair, where Michelle goes, how are you getting that hair to stay? And she goes, hairspray and desperation. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that shit was, needed more desperation, because that shit fell right fell off. Right off. I mean, granted, it was supposed to be a reveal, and I saw it on her Instagram, how she was supposed to, uh, planning on taking it off, to, mm-hmm. to take it off and have the hair rip out, but that thing will zoop, and you're like, well, I guess Ginger's winning. <laughs> Yeah, that's the same thing happened with uh, with Trinity when her yeah. wig like came off and like she's I mean she even like struggled yeah. to put it back on and we're like oh okay I guess I guess yeah, Alexis is winning Alexis although Alexis is, is already gonna win I think Alexis already like she had like unless like Trinity like fucking like beamed in J-Lo in the middle of that song <laughs> like there was no way production was not gonna let another tie not be aired yeah especially because Alexis fucking killed it anyway so there's like there's no way we weren't gonna do this again not on my chin the hairs on my chin and chin chin oh <laughs> uh, BT Dubs did you ever have you seen who uh won Drag Race España yes <laughs> JJ's so happy cause uh the hashtag Carmen Farala wins Drag Race Congratulations. Um, also, um, Holland just started. Holland season two. Season two just started? Yep. When? Uh, this week. I, I've I've already seen, like, there's a video. Uh, Mira Mingled posted a video of her reacting live to watching the My Holland good gay god. Two. Where was I? I was still... Watching three episodes of her regular Drag Race to catch up. That'd be fair. <laughs> watching all of the bullshit but yeah so we have uh holland's up um we still need um uh, international all-stars to be announced we need to have more time because we ran out we need nothing um so let's take a break okay bye Again, live the fantasy. 
Um, so this is a segment where we usually talk about like cool shit that we're watching on television, but like none of the cool shit we're watching on television is here. And we talked about the cool shit we were walking watching on television in the last <laughs> segment. Um, but if you are here and you're queer, or if you're not queer, that's fine too. We'll, we'll, we'll let you listen. Um, <laughs> but if you're here and you're listening, um, if you're listening to us before watching What If, thank y'all. Thanks. I love where your priorities are. Priority, keep keep doing that and tell your friends. Hey, I I listened to this before I watched What If. <laughs> um, I think it's a special kind of badge. For the rest of us, we're gonna watch What If, but we record these on like Mondays, and What If hasn't come out yet. Yeah, so <laughs> so we can't watch, we can't talk about it yet. We can't talk about it yet. But I'm so excited. We can talk about some implications. Um, I'm so excited. Um, Jonathan and I talked a little bit about it last week, but um, JJ and I are gonna talk about it now because we can. Because we can. Because it's actually here. Because we're here. We're not here right now, but. In the future. Yeah. Slash present where you, when you're listening to this. <laughs> yes. Because so. time is a construct. <laughs> um, I was going to say, that was last week when we talked about Dr. Who. <laughs> time continues to be a construct. That makes no sense. <laughs> so, um, from what I understand and gather, the first episode of What If, which premieres today, is going to be, or is, um, however you want to do it, What If. Peggy Carter and not Steve Rogers took the super soldier serum at the start of World War II. And so it's going to be uh, Captain Carter um, leading the fray. And then they did release uh, YouTube and Disney or <laughs> words. Disney released on YouTube a clip of uh, Steve Rogers in like this big like iron giant suit <laughs> that coming through and he's still like wimpy little Steve Rogers and he's coming up to help help fight and you know Peggy Carter is super soldier is there and they're like oh man what are we gonna do and I'll sit here clunk 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 and she and you hear Peggy <laughs> and she goes Steve and he shows up and starts helping to fight because of course Steve Rogers is gonna do whatever he can to fight because that's why they gave him the super soldier serum is because he is pure of heart and wants to to help and wants you know good things for America. And so, of course, he's going to show up to fight in any way he can see he deems possible. And so I love that that's where we're we're starting. Um, and then, according to IMDb, the next episode, episode two, is going to be what, uh, what would have happened if T'Challa and not Peter Quill was picked up by Yondu as a child and became Star-Lord. T'Challa as a Star-Lord? Uh-uh... I'm so excited. And it's also going to be Chadwick Boseman's last, last oh, appearance. Rest in power. I'm so, like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's unusual, but I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry a lot. And so from what I can gather from the pictures, episode three might be what if Loki won, like, like, one Avengers, like the first Avengers movie. Oh, the Battle of New York. Yeah, like I think that's what we're going with. Um, so I think that that's like a what if thing that we're doing, and then they stop giving us uh, images until later. Then we have uh, they don't give us descriptions, but I see zombies 
So, uh... Because, duh! Because, duh. Because zombies. Because what if zombies? Because <laughs> what if the Avengers were zombies? Um, I see one where it looks like Doctor Strange is fighting an evil version of himself. So what if... Evil? I don't know. <laughs> and then I see, oh, is that more Doctor Strange? It looks like more Doctor Strange. I don't know what this one is, though. What if shadows were bad? <laughs> What if shadows were bad? Well, I mean, look at that shadow. That's a bad shadow. That's a very evil. That's, that's a very evil shadow. Yeah. So I mean, it could be like the Doctor Who episode. What if shadows were evil? How many? Uh, how many? Is this a ten episode engagement? Yes. Perfect. It's ten episodes, so it takes us through October thirteenth. That means in the middle of all that, we'll get to see Shang-Chi for my birthday. Every time I see a trailer for it, I get like that much more excited for this movie. It looks so good. But at the same time, I have to like check myself because I don't want to overhype it and be ultimately disappointed. I was going to say, but it's a Marvel movie. Marvel movies are very rarely disappointing. But it does look so good. <laughs> it does look so good. Um, so I'm really excited. I think the animation for What If looks really good. Oh my god, it's beautiful. I'm excited it's for the next ten weeks of What If excitement. Um, and it was. It looks like it was renewed already for a second season. Oh, nice. Um, so they can fuck around more. <laughs> so we can fuck around more. And from what I've heard, um, it's also considered canon. MCU canon. It's not just... Well, what if this happened? Like playing, you know, like when you play with your, your, you know, your action figures, and you're like, "Well, I'm gonna mix these characters all together," and you know, these things that would never happen on in a comic book or on a TV show are gonna happen. It's gonna be canonical because they're all gonna be taking place in different timelines, different different universes within the multiverse. And so there are implications that possibly some of these, uh, what if things that are happening in these cartoons could happen live action, which I think the most, because again, this is all speculation based off of things that I've heard through like new rock stars and stuff like that. But, uh, there's the possibility, like, uh, Captain Carter from the first episode is supposed to make other appearances throughout the what if series. And so it would be, we could live in a realm where we could get Peggy Carter come back as a Captain Carter in the MCU. And I want that. Hell yeah. I want that. Hell yeah. Especially because Haley Atwell is still doing the voice of Peggy Carter. Oh, nice. And I'm like, just keep her. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. (laughs) Because all of like the old TV shows aren't considered necessarily MCU canon. They were like things that they're like, we're going to try to force this to be canon. And they're like, nope, it's just not working. Um, especially because they don't didn't have enough like reach over all of it or enough like thought process into it to really focus on it uh, all. Where, like, they do now. Yeah. Yeah. All of the Netflix bullshit and stuff like that. So we had a whole bunch of stuff that they didn't have enough control over, but now they do. And so we could reintroduce Pe- Peggy Carter in a way that makes her just this badass character that we saw in this cartoon. And I'm like, I'm, That'd be awesome. I am here for you. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, we will dive into that starting 
today. Starting today. Um, but you'll hear but about you'll it. you'll hear about it. Next week. Next week. It'll be super great. Um, I'm so glad that Marvel decided to um, inconvenience us by having our reviews of these things air the same day as new episodes. Right. <laughs> thanks, Disney. But really, though, thanks, Disney. But really, thank you, Daddy Feige. We you, love Daddy you. Feige, we love you. Please give us more. <laughs> we promise we'll behave. <laughs> we won't complain much. Talk to Sony and give us a Spider-Man trailer. <laughs> cough, cough, hint, hint. <laughs> Oh my god, I saw a thing, it was a meme this morning, and it said, uh, it was a, uh, it was a picture of Kevin Feige, um, with, like, um, next to, like, a, spy, like, spider, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, a, like, the spliced together photo, and the, it was quoted, and it said, uh, we have decided not to that um, because trailers give out too much information and with all the hype around this movie, we're just not going to release a Spider-Man trailer. So um, we want to keep everything to be a surprise for the movie. And then it said, you know, quote, uh, Kevin Feige. And then a very light print underneath it said, never said this. <laughs> but if you read like the comments underneath it, people were like, yeah, we don't need, we don't need trailers. Trailers are crap and they give away too much. And we're like, but he never said this. This is what like it even says on the picture. Kevin Feige <laughs> did not say this. <laughs> um so yeah, I want a fucking trailer for Spider-Man. Um I want even a teaser trailer for Spider-Man. Um I think the last thing I heard was that um again with all of the speculations going around of well when will we get we'll get it after Loki. We'll get it in Black Widow. We'll get it here. They have the trailer. Um I'm like do they have the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it after Venom. <laughs> um so I think now the thing is because based off of how they because re- so, Sony's in charge of like releasing the trailers. And so how Sony released the trailers for Venom Let There Be Carnage is that there was four months out, they released the tr- the teaser, and then two months out, they released the full trailer. And so now people are like, well, maybe that's going to be it. So if we're doing it in that aspect, we will get a trailer, uh, a teaser sometime this month, and then a full trailer in October. Ooh. If we're going off of, well, that's how Sony just did, just did their thing for Let There Be Carnage. Um... But I don't know. I it is entirely possible we won't get a trailer until like a week before the like a week before the movie comes out. And they're like, oh by the way, this movie's coming out, and it'll be like, it'll just be a picture of uh, Tom Holland and like standing next to Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, and it just says Spider Man, and that's it. Like oh it'll just God. be a picture and with the release date, right? <laughs> and everybody will lose their goddamn minds. Yeah. Oh my God! Is confirmation? Oh my God! Yeah, the entire like MCU fandom will just like collectively shit a yeah. brick. Oh yeah, but there is also um, talk and whispers amongst the world that that movie might get delayed because COVID. Yeah. Because uh, Shang Chi is the first Marvel movie to, that's coming out that does not have a simultaneous Disney Plus release. And so I think they're using that also as like, a, will people come out? But also, do we have to halt putting that out because if the Delta variant, you know, causes more problems? 
We well, you know it will because people don't fucking wear masks. And because people are dumb. Because people are dumb, so it's gonna. It's good. So the yeah. It'll if you want, if you want Spider Man in December, <laughs> wear a goddamn mask. <laughs> but um, so that's that. Um, yeah. What if? I'm excited. I'm excited for all of the things. Um, yes. Thank you, Daddy Feige. We love you. Um, hey JJ. You didn't play catch up yet because you were like not in, like not anywhere to catch up on anything. But what have you decided to start watching? So I've plumbed the the, uh, the annals of our um, like TV show collection that we have here, and I have decided that uh, to kind of branch uh, to kind of give a little bit of a different kind of vibe since we've been doing mostly like superhero things and. Uh, like pretty serious like Netflix dramas. Um, I've decided to catch up on the nanny. <laughs> For those of you who are uh, living under the same rock that I have, uh, the nanny is a '90s sitcom starring one Fran Drescher uh, and what's his name? Charles Shaughnessy. Charles Shaughnessy. I love um, him. Oh, I was in love with Charles Shaughnessy in the show. Like, so bad. Like, he's so attractive. He's still attractive. I mean, he is your ideal husband. Like, a Broadway producer. Like, an English Broadway producer. <laughs> who hates who Andrew hates, Lloyd Webber. <laughs> who hates Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> it's what I wanted. <laughs> like, I that just, is your perfect... That is your Right? Husband. He lives in, like, a, like a beautiful, like, m- like, mini mansion in the middle of New York. Yeah. Like this beautiful, with I don't even know what constant, to call it. With constant access to all things on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, hello. <laughs> it's like, I want to be the nanny. <laughs> right. And then, like, as, like, growing up, like, and revisiting the show, I taught preschool and I was a nanny. I'm like, where's my Charles Shaughnessy? Why can't I Why have can't him? Why can't I manifest this? <laughs> So yeah, I thought it'd be fun because it's like a it's like a silly. Uh, it, the premise is French French. The premise of it is that Fran Drescher plays this, like she's from Queens, like she's your typical New Yorker, like, uh, and she, uh, uh, you know, she used to work at a beauty like salon, and then she gets broken up by her boyfriend she, or her fiance. No, she was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens. Oh my God. <laughs> Until her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. What was what she, she to do? do? Where, Where was she, she to go? go? She, she was, was out, out on her, her fanny. fanny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so she like, you know, she uh, goes over the bridge to, she- uh, to what is it? She- to the Sheffield store. It, she was there to sell makeup, but, but the, the father, father saw more. more. She, she had style, she had flair. She, she was, was there. there. That's how she became the nanny. Yeah. Who would have guessed? That's what the doctor prescribed. <laughs> I forget the rest. But the father finds her beguiling. Watch out, <laughs> Cece. The kids are actually smiling. Such suave de vie. She's the lady in red. Well, while everybody else is wearing, is wearing tan. tan. <laughs> She's the flashy girl from Flushing. The, the nanny, nanny named Fran. Fran. <laughs> um... So that's that's. Thank that's you for the bearing basis. with us <laughs> that's, because that's literally that's the show. That's the that's the opening like the, the boppiest <laughs> of bops of theme show like music. theme show music. It's fantastic and um, it's silly. I've caught a few episodes as a kid. It just wasn't like the a regular thing. 
It was a regular thing in my house. I watched the show all the time. I'm so excited for you to watch the show. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited because I did I did enjoy watching and then like Shane and I uh, rewatched like the first most of the first season I think. So I'm like I know who these kids are. I remember the things that they've like all the shenanigans they get into. I remember what happens to with Fran and with uh, Mr. Sheffield. Yeah. And all that good stuff. Um, but it's the journey of getting there. It's the journey of getting there and just uh, appreciating, now that I'm an older gay man, the fashion. Oh, the fashion. She looks so good. Every episode she has her outfit on point. She is never not looking 110%. And then she had that She is hair. the drag queen. She is a drag queen. She is a drag queen. She has the hair that is, you know, teased to the gods. Teased to all high heaven. Always wearing a heel. Always in a heel. Always all, in a cute skirt. You're not doing drag unless you're wearing nails. Yep. Because she's got all the nails. That's not a wig, that's my hair. <laughs> Anus thing. Um. Oh my god, okay, so there's one episode towards... The end of the series, like, I want to say, like, the second to last season, it's when her and Mr. Sheffield actually get together, and um, she's, like, going out. (laughs) Spoiler for a 30-year-old series. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Gasp. Um, But she comes out, and she's, uh, they tell her to, uh, you know... To, to dress up, but to be a little bit more, you know, demure. Don't be, you know, wear something ridiculous. And so she walks down the stairs in this beautiful that black that? dress. Uh-huh. And it's like this beautiful high neck long sleeve dress. And she looks stunning. And then you're like, and everybody's like, wow, look at her go. And then she turns around and it is like a Kylie Sonique love, like just above the butt crack. Like all back scoop, just, just stops above the butt. And you're like, damn that's sexy and it's just back like there's no crack it's just like and you're like oh that looks Fran Jesher was a snack is a snack as I say still is like she still looks good she looks amazing oh yeah I watched the uh, the nanny reunion over COVID where they redid the uh, pilot so good. I'm so glad that they got all of those people back to come do it and they even had the bitch sing the theme song Live? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, I'm here for it. Um, so I'm excited for you to watch The Nanny. My 90s heart is exploding with excitement to revisit the show. Yeah, what's nice is that I can take, I can do like three episodes in one go because they're like half hour. They're yeah, like, like so you can. <laughs> I can get through like a, a season in like a few weeks. Yeah, so. so it doesn't have to we're, be like 18,000. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to cover The Nanny for like. A hundred weeks. <laughs> no. Um, that's uh, that's absurd. That's absurd. So you're going to watch however many you watch. There'll be, um, it'll be a surprise every week, even for me, um, how many episodes you get through. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about them. And it'll be great. Um, it'll be so much fun. So fun. Such excite. My daddy named Fran. Um, so let's take another break. Yeah, let's do that. Let's okay. do that. Oh my god, I cannot with the housing market right now, Joanna. 
Have I not told you about Capital Realty Center? Oh, the premier realty group that supported and succeeded throughout the California landscape? Now I remember. If that's what you're looking for, call Kathy Johnson at 916-606-0687 to win that next bid. That's Kathy Johnson with Capital Realty Center at 916-606-0687. License number 0202 1378. Hello, we are back. Okay, Phantom. Yeah, I don't know why I was... The Phantom of the Opera has been in my head all morning. I mean... If you're going to have Andrew Lloyd Webber stuck in your head, it might as well be Phantom. Because it could be worse. It could be Cats. It could be Cats. Um, <laughs> um, but speaking of Broadway. Broadway. Okay, so I'm so excited. So, Come From Away, um, which is a wonderful, beautiful musical that makes me cry. Um, is, I have no emotional attachment. <laughs> um, that tracks. Um... Did we take you to see that? Nope. Nope, you haven't seen it. Oh, you have zero emotional... You've listened to it enough. Shane listens to it all the time. Mm-hmm. But, um... No, I'm very familiar with the music. It's so good. Um, but Come From Away is, has been filmed and is being edited and will be on Apple TV September 10th. I'm so excited. Ooh, ooh. With, apparently, several of the original Broadway cast members. Jenna Koala's back. That's yes. all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. No, there's a few a few people I'm trying to see who I... Because I've, I've seen it on Broadway with Jen Koala, and it was great. Um, but the music's so good, and so... Um, Sharon Wheat? Recap. Um, this is a... Um, a show about the uh, about what happened on 9-11 to all of the planes that were still up in the air. So all of the pl- flights that were en route when 9-11 happened, all of them Had to be worldwide like diverted. were diverted. And the vast majority of them, especially the ones in coming to America, were diverted to Canada. And so a lot of the planes were diverted to a small town in Newfoundland called Gander. Because it had one, it used to be one of the major airport stops, like flight stops for people traveling um, like across the, the world before um, fuel lines got better and mm-hmm. you could travel further longer. So all of these planes were rerouted to this tiny town of Gander that only had, you know, a few thousand people in it. And it's about how all of this community and all of these people came together during this worldwide tragedy that people like the entire world like had to deal with Mm -hmm. so people in america especially yes the american people came together but things were so divisive and crazy that you had these people in this town where just happiness just kind of filled and it's a really beautiful show and astrid van weeren who plays beulah i met her and i got to see her um the so i went and saw the show when I went to New York and then I went back a few months, like, uh, yeah, like several months later for my birthday and I went into Sardi's. And so I, the, the maitre d' at Sardi's recognized me from when I was there back in May and was like, Hey, you're back. I was here and I was here in May. It's September now, but yeah, I'm back. And so we, you know, we chatted it. We sat in the bar. Um, and he came, uh, came up to me and he goes, did you see come from away? I said, I saw it back in May. And he goes, Oh, well, Astrid, uh, Astrid Van Weeren is upstairs. She's in the show. Do you want to go say hi to her? 
And I was and like, like, uh, yes. I was like, yes. And so he had called upstairs and told the, the, the bartender who was in the upstairs area of Sardi's that I was coming upstairs to go say hi to Astrid. And so he brought me upstairs and she was so pleasant. I mean, like they pulled her away from like her friends and whatever she was doing. And she like was like gave me a big hug. This was in the before times. <laughs> she gave me a big hug. We chatted for a little while. Um, when we saw her, uh, when I saw the show, I saw it with my aunt, and that was her first Broadway musical she got to see on Broadway. And she had said, though, that Astrid's character, Beulah, was her favorite character. So I told her, I was like, my aunt loved your character. You're her favorite. And she goes, oh, do you want to take a picture? And we can send it to her. And I said, oh, my God. Yes. yes and so we, we took pictures um, uh, upstairs. She chatted with me for like five minutes. Um, that's cool and she was just so sweet and so I'm glad she's coming back to do the film yes because people are great um but this show um it's so good and it's one of those I think it's really fascinating that you can have a story that you know how it's going to end (laughs) like you know they get out of gander and they make it home and that uh things get better eventually but there's still like a weight there because you still feel like the tension. Yeah. And it's great. So it's yeah, there's seven thousand stranded air passengers in the wake of the uh terrorist attack on nine eleven. And they're all just in this small little town, uh and it's just like just a little time capsule of what happened there. And it's great, the music's so good. Um, it won some Tony it was nominated for a billion Tony Awards. It didn't mm-hmm. win because Hamilton. <laughs> I think Hamilton took all of the awards that year. Um, but it was, oh God, it's so good. I, yeah, I cry. Um, just from like joy and happiness and wonderfulness. So um, September 10th, which, um, you know, the day before 9-11, um, watch it on Apple TV and let your heart feel things unless you're JJ <laughs> who feels nothing who feels nothing I feel nothing it's okay we're gonna watch it on September 10th <laughs> because Shane won't let us not oh yeah he will definitely he'll definitely want to watch it and also in about a month oh, it'll be a Friday night we'll watch it it'll be great yeah um hey your favorite show's coming back Cobra Kai has kind of a new uh, release date. It says it's going to be released sometime in December. Um, <laughs> at some point. At some point. Uh, <laughs> but this is exciting because this is like really confirmation of anything that to uh, about this show because it's just been on kind of between COVID and just, you know, uh, having their prolonged production for this next season. Uh, it's just been like, oh, when are we going to get the next season? I think we, it's, I think there was a teaser like a few months back that I think we talked about here on the pod, yeah. but, um, now, uh, it'll, uh, return sometime in December on Netflix. This is the fourth season, uh, of the show, which it's kind of, it's kind of wild because it started out as a YouTube red original. Yep. And then made its way to Netflix and then kind of took off from there. So it's kind of a bizarre kind of uh, story, the life this this show has taken. But it people have really like taken uh, taken a liking to this because it, it, it's a good mix of like the nostalgia from the Karate Kid movies and it's a nice kind of like 
it, it, it's kind of a nice way of introducing it in, to like new audiences yeah. in you know the 21st century, because I mean let's face it, karate is still kind of a it's it's still kind of a dated like activity. I don't know if uh, if do, it was if, real popular when I was. It was super was popular young. when we were young. Oh my god! Like you couldn't like toss a rock without seeing a kid try to like roundhouse kick it. <laughs> <laughs> But I want to say that the show, I like, I, I thought I heard somewhere that it wasn't going to last much longer. Like, I think they're plotting, planning out the end. Yeah, so, I think they're, if it's, either, it's not the next season or the season after, I want to say it's like they're, they're edging for a five, six season run. Yeah, I, I hope it's just five because we're starting to hit the point to where it's starting to get a little ridiculous. I liked where we ended off the last season, but I'm excited to see where we go forth with. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't want it to go too far off. Yeah, but... there's they're unsure or at this point how long they're they're gonna make it, uh, like continue. But they're, I think they're, I mean they're, I'm sure they're trying to find a way to kind of end it naturally, end it naturally, and make it and still feel like good about it. Yeah. Um, but that yeah comes out sometime in December, so. so. Keep an eye out. I'm sure that we'll get more when it gets when, once we get more like official trailers, we'll definitely bring it up again. Well, because we're excited. well chances are it's probably going to get delayed because of Del- the Delta variant. <laughs> so I mean, unless we'll... they're already filming, like because if it's going to come out in December, if they're planning is sometime I, in December, yeah, they I'm not had sure. to have filmed a lot of it already. Yeah, I'm not sure how far how much of production still needs to be like how much of it still needs to be filmed. How what yeah. point in production they are, but who, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? I do know that um, a show nobody a movie nobody asked for is coming. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of bizarre, but it's interesting because okay, so he's uh, all that. <laughs> he's all that is hitting. Uh, just released a trailer. Um, and it's scheduled for uh, a, a release on uh, August 27th, so it's you know later this month. Um, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a gender-swapped She's All That. Um, starring? The kid from, from Cobra Kai. And Addison Rae. <laughs> Who's a social media star who I don't... Oh, she was the one. Haha. She's the bitch that we were talking crap about. She's the bitch that we were, that we were uh, talking crap about on Jimmy Fallon. And although we didn't talk crap about hers particularly, um, it, it was mostly like the production of the of, yeah. the of the show. But, I mean, she is a white girl who is, you know, benefiting from all the, uh, the black, um, you know, content creators that she, you know, duets or whatever. Um, I'm sure she... I'm sure she's... I mean, I mean she's what... How old is she? She's probably like eighteen, something like that. She's she's like young. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure super super popular amongst the kids, but yeah. So she she plays like uh, this. She plays a <laughs> get ready for this uh, like a social media influencer. Oh my god, that's gonna be such a stretch for her. It's gonna be like a real like like she's gonna have to like method act for this and I think that she has been for the past like that she was preparing her her whole TikTok fame was preparing her for Ew, this and her character's name is Paget Sawyer Paget like oh the jokes write themselves yeah so like so she she has like a rock star boyfriend oh my god right quit pulling the patch uh, but she like her she catches her boyfriend having an affair on live social media, which I'm I'm assuming is like she saw him on like Instagram live like hooking up with some other chick or something. Um, and it's then TikTok so she, live, <laughs> TikTok live, and so she's like, oh boo, now my popular popularity is dwindling. So how do what do I got to do to get my popularity up? Oh, I'm gonna take this like 
this nerdy kid. This nerdy kid and turn him into the prom king. This is, this, is, this is the story. Although I'm excited because Peyton Meyer from Girl Meets World is going to be in this. I really liked him. I don't know who that is. Did you watch uh, Girl Meets World? Uh, Shane and I watched it, yes. He was the cowboy love interest. The attractive one. <laughs> blonde, uh, tall blonde kid. Tall blonde kid who wore a cowboy hat. Got it, got it, got it. So he's going to be in this. That's cute. Rachel, Lake, Rachel uh, Lee Cook, who was in the original She's All That, is supposed to be in this. I mean, who's she going to play the mom? Probably the mom. She's probably going to play the mom. Yeah, they're they're setting her up to be the mom, I'm sure. Ugh. I'm still like, this didn't need to happen. Nobody no, asked for this. No, nobody, uh, nobody needs to mess with She's All That. I think that it solidified itself as like a pretty uh, like iconic status, so like, why mess with that? Um, and this comes off of the heels of kind of other like reboots of... Uh, movies that have been gender swapped, uh, famously like Ghostbusters, uh, all what, female. What men want? What men want? Uh, uh, Ocean's Eight. Yeah, but out of all of them, Ocean's Eight was the only one that was successful. And and, and honestly, was the objectively better, the best of those of those remakes. But there's, it's it's coming out. It's kind of tapping into that kind of like hint of nostalgia and then like oh let's mix it up and make it gender swapped uh which is not an old it's not a it's it's an old it, this has been happening for a long time like it's it, it, this is not a new thing oh but. yeah but out of all of the movies like really she's all that it was it's already problematic in hindsight let's for sure let's 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 make that problematic movie <laughs> and let's make it just as problematic but do it to a man I mean, I don't know uh, what kind of slant they're taking it, but my assumption is that they're they're just going to go full. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still the identi- The thing is, it's the same thing we were praising Muppet Babies for, is saying that you need to stop telling people what to do and what to wear, because at the end of the day, you should just love your friends for who the fuck they are, and yet they're going, hey, let's make a movie where we tell somebody everything about them is wrong, and that you need to change to be better and accepted. Well, wasn't that, wasn't that ultimately the, the, uh, the, the, um... What do I call it? The lesson to be learned from the original movie was yeah, that she but they was still there. kept her the hot girl at the end. She was still hot. I mean, to be fair, the that girl you you'd have to try real hard to make her originally like, cook not pretty. Yeah, like for real. like she was. What did they do? Put her in a ponytail and put glasses on her? No, they they cut her hair. They cut, did they cut her hair? They cut her hair. It, it's in the uh, the Not Another Teen movies. They That's her, what they, it was. They, they took out her ponytail and took off her glasses. And they're like, oh, I've done it. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> That's gorgeous. what it was. Yeah. Um, I do love that movie. Yeah, I know. And she's all that fate. She had long hair. And then they, they gave her the they famous the, Rachel the, Lee Cook bob. Yeah, the little bob, yeah. I f- now I remember. Yeah, I remember this now. And Freddie Prince Jr. was in that Freddie movie. Freddie Prince Jr. was in that movie. I mean, I will say that it's this might be slightly better because they're not making a bet. At least nobody's betting, but she's like the only. But like, still, like, where's the the only way I can be successful and people will love me is if I have a hot boyfriend. Have more love for yourself. No. But uh, but hopefully that's that's I uh, that'll be like the ultimate 
like lesson is that the, none of this had to happen. It was all within ourselves to the, that kind of thing and that oh, uh, but, nobody needs to that this is not a necessary they're gonna do it anyways yeah. but this is not you don't need to go through all this to like love yourself or have self-worth like oh, yeah. it was always there i mean it should be fair though i'm giving this movie like a lot of shit i'm still going to like get like, <laughs> like hate watch it <laughs> I, oh, not even hate watch it like <laughs> i just like i went on a binger at one point like during covid and watched like spent the whole day like eating Taco Bell and you know drinking wine because those two things go together um watching that makes my stomach hurt (laughs) (laughs) watching um like really trashy like Netflix only teen movies oh my god did you watch um what's the one it's the one where she like letters to my ex-boyfriend did you watch that one um to all the boys I loved before yes I watched that one and then the sequel had just dropped at that point and P.S. I still love you um, so I watched both of those. I watched... Oh, what else did I watch? Um, Was there a Kissing Booth one? I watched both Kissing Booths. Yeah. I watched the uh, Sierra Bodges is a Loser. That one is actually a really good movie. I really enjoyed that uh. one. Um, but yeah, I watched both of the Kissing Booth movies. Um I remember when this was a thing that was happening on, on Netflix. Yeah, so I watched all of these trashy movies and I'm like... Oh, there's like sequels to these sequels that I haven't watched yet. So I'm sure I'll throw this one in the mix and just be like, and today we watch crappy television. <laughs> watch <laughs> shitty teen drama movies. <laughs> um, but uh, jumping away from Netflix for a second. The Bad Batch is renewed for another season. I'm so excited. Um, as of... If if you are listening to us today and you've managed to skip over What If, you probably also didn't watch the the season finale of The Bad Batch. Um, To be fair, I'm probably the only one watching that out of the people who listen right now. But that's fine. I'm really enjoying the show. Um, So it'll be the final episode for the season. I think they're doing 13 episodes or maybe it's 16. I don't remember. There's more than there probably needed to be. But it was a a good... um, good solid series i think that um the animation's great i enjoy the characters i think the voice acting's phenomenal um and i think that we have uh we have a show that like so one of the problems with the star wars like world is that you're told that we hate the empire but you're never really given a reason to hate the empire watching this show you're like oh fuck these guys uh (laughs) <laughs> these guys are the worst because like where does this take place like in the in the grand scheme of things um the first episode takes place so in star wars episode three when they uh they call out order 66 to mm-hmm. that's where this starts oh, okay is them announcing order 66 to kill everybody like kill all the jedi and they're like oogie and then you have the Bad Batch, who their uh, inhibitor chips were not quite working properly. And they're like, this is dumb, let's leave. And then they get their inhibitor chips taken out. And along the way, they grab like a New Zealand girl, who is also a clone, named Omega. Oh. And it's following them. And like, I don't know, it's been really fun. It's been really well put together. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it before that it's yeah. like, it's actually and it helps really well. me And it helps me understand the things that I didn't understand. <laughs> right. It fills it in those, those holes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, 
This doesn't make sense. Why? And you're like, oh, because you haven't seen this yet. Oh, but now I get it. Now I get it. So I'm excited for another season of it. I think that it'll be good. I don't think it's, it, it obviously can't last for too long because I'm sure at some point all of these characters die before A New Hope. <laughs> right. Um. So, I mean, I do think that that's a good thing about the throwing, shoehorning things into the in-between is because you're limited to how many episodes you can do before you, like, run the show into the ground. Mm, fair. So, I'm glad that it's getting another season. I hope it doesn't go ham, but I'm excited to see more. Yay. Good job, Dave Filoni. Um, Stranger Things, uh, Stranger Things Season 4 has a new teaser trailer, which, again, shows us a whole lot of shit. <laughs> whole lot of nothing. I don't know which, what's trailer i saw but i saw one trailer that like you saw hopper yeah was that this this might have been this might have been this one where you catch a glimpse of him and you're like why would you do that what netflix why what are you doing the whole point is right it's like why the whole point is like we we need to we, we want this answered but like not in a trailer from the breakdown that I saw of this, though, is that there it looks like they are going to be delving into, like, the backstory of Hopper. So that could be, this is, like, not, this is, that, what we saw took place. In the before. In the before times yeah. of Stranger Things. Possibly, when but he I was, don't know. Uh, when he was. Before he got 11. <laughs> but Be- he was in Russia? Or, I guess. The, well, I mean, we don't establish anything of him in Russia. In the it trailer. felt like it felt like it was. I saw a Russian like flag. Or oh, like, oh, maybe maybe it badge. is maybe it is the now time. I don't know. I I think it was dumb to include David Herber at all into the trailer though. Yeah, that was dumb. But because um, there there was another trailer that I saw which was it was basically a bunch of clips from previous seasons, and then like a couple of like new things yeah. like popped in. Um, I think that was the most recent one. I think that I think that you're, I think you're right. I think that was the most recent, but. Um, yeah, because there's like a weird theme park, or like a, a amusement park. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, season uh, season four is supposedly dropping uh, sometime. <laughs> it's sometime. Sometime when like twenty twenty two, they said like it, it feels like it's being constantly being pushed back for. Uh, yeah, because of things and busy children. Yeah, it says it'll debut in 2022. Oh my god, I did see a reaction and it was a uh, it was a shot of like the kids, most of the kids. And someone goes, who the fuck's that? And they're like, that's Lucas. And they're like, that's fucking Lucas. He looks like a 24 year old man. Yeah. Like he aged so much between the seasons. And they're just like, that's what? <laughs> no. I think that's great. It's like, this is what happens when you make a show around children. They all get older they really get, quickly. They turn into complete... I mean, we just saw a, a movie. About, <laughs> we just saw old. We just saw old and like a six-year-old, like they... Gave birth. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like gave birth to a child. And you're like, oh, this is this kind is, of how real life actually yeah. goes. This is the children, children age ridiculously quickly. Um, also, go see old. That was really good. <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised how much I liked it. I'm surprised how much Shane didn't like that. (laughs) I'm like, 
as I was like, the movie ends, and I was about to say, wow, I was not expecting to enjoy this movie that much. And Shane goes, it's finally over. And I thought <laughs> yeah. this movie would never end. And I was yeah. like, that well, tracks. Like, well, okay then. <laughs> we like the things that Shane doesn't like, and Shane likes the things that we don't. <laughs> These are facts. Uh, we have a very small overlap. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. Um, I thought that the twist and turns that the journey led you on weren't forced and I feel like they weren't uh, contrived in a way that didn't feel organic like the happening fuck the happening the movie is terrible yeah I'm not I'm still unclear why swimming through the coral because it was their tube because they talked that negated the things that was the point? Yeah, oh, that was the point. Is that because they like got protected them... protected them from, like, whatever... From the things that were making people black out so they can get through. And then they got to the side because then they looked down they saw the fish, which means they got onto the other, other side. Other side. Uh, okay, I was like, oh, were there, like, were there, like, healing properties in the coral that way? Like, no, were... no, it just blocked out the... It was, it was, the, that was their yeah. magnet tube. Okay. Would you no, think I... those people would have just, like, killed all the coral and, like, chopped it up? You would think they would have addressed that there was like a whole chunk of coral that looked pretty visible from the beach that we didn't see until like the very end. No, we saw it at the beginning because the first thing the, no da- coral. the dad even points it out and he goes, look, son, look at all the coral. <laughs> when they like first show up on the beach, they point oh, it I, out. I <laughs> they, nev- they directly I, point, it, point I to d- it and do say, not remember that. <laughs> look over there. <laughs> I do not remember nothing. I do not remember them saying, oh, look at the coral. Yeah, look at the coral. Isn't that great? And the kid was like, I don't give a shit about your coral. I'm going swimming with my with my sister. And that's where that went. Um, I also saw the the Suicide Squad this weekend. Um, I enjoyed it much. And um, there is a post credit scene that um, helps set up. The show that we all knew was coming, Peacemaker, starring one John Cena. Oh, John Cena. I'm actually, it's going to be HBO Max show. Um, I'm actually really excited for it. It comes out January 2022. Um, I'm excited to see what what they do with the character, especially based off of the arc that the character had in the movie. Um, I thought it was really, uh, I, God, he's so charming in this movie, I think. And I'm excited to see what he does further. Um, I've decided I, I like so, I like John Cena as a comedy, as like as, in the, a comedy. The movie. things that I've seen him in, which were both comedies, yeah, I think he did really well in. I think he I think he's. It's kind of that trope where you get like the big muscly dude, but he's disar- but he's completely like super innocent and yeah. super like like dis- disarming in that sense because when you see a big guy like that, yeah. you, th- you think like his personality's got to be hard and tough to match it, but when he's like basically a soft like a just a giant teddy bear it's a it's a lot more like yeah he's like, not uh, a teddy bear in this movie but like, no, but but, saying, but but like typically yeah it's like it goes against like his physical type yeah um well and so in this one his character is called peacemaker and he's uh like his whole trope is that he he loves America and peace so much that he would do anything, even murdering children, <laughs> to uh, get there. Sure. Like, 
Um, like one of the jokes kind of like, like old. <laughs> yeah. So one of the one of the jokes on the uh, like that was even in the trailer was that they're they're coming like they're talking about something and Idris Elba's character tells uh, John Cena's character to go suck a dick or go eat a dick and he's like. He goes, you know, for for the safety and peace of America, if this entire if this entire beach was covered in dicks and I had to eat all of them for America's safety and for peace in America, I would eat every single one of them proudly. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That makes zero sense. I have a, I immediately know this character. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. And so it's like the. Ridic- it's like the absurd, like extreme version of, of like patriotism. Yeah. It's like it's like Captain America. If Captain America murdered people for safety. Right. Like, it's absurd. And so, like, he's so, like, hell-bent in his ways and his thought process that, like, his character makes some choices. You're like, huh. <laughs> okay. Um, but you're, um... And he says things that have really good comedic timing and stuff. Um, and so, like, you... Like, his character is, like, genuinely enjoyable. Um... But, yeah, so um, things happen, and then you're like, you get the post credit scene, and you're like, oh, that's how we're getting the show. And so I'm excited to see the show and see what it does. Yeah, I do, uh, I do find myself enjoying John Cena in, like, the comedic roles. And I think it's because he, he does bring a level of charm. Mm-hmm. He's Just, so charismatic. He, I mean, he, like, as a, like, person, he's yeah. very charismatic. And he brings that naturally into, I think, the roles that he plays, except for in Fast 9. This is very zero charisma. <laughs> so little charisma. Um, you're like, Negative why? 15 <laughs> charisma for, for John Cena. I mean, what's great about Fast 9 is that you spend part of the movie going, how did you manage to make a charismatic person not likable? Like, not even in the sense that, like, he's supposed to be, like, the quote-unquote villain of the character. You're just, like... But you're not, like... His, like, villain friends are more interesting than you are. <laughs> you're, like, how are you less interesting of a person in this movie? Like, I didn't think that was possible. But it happens. Yeah. And then, like, was when you see him in... Like, the first, like, the first like two scenes you see him in in this movie, I'm just, like... Oh, this is what I wanted from my John Cena. <laughs> this is great. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it comes out January 2022. I'm excited to see it. Um, you said HBO Max? On HBO Max. Woot. So th- those things we have access to. Woot woot. Um, so yeah, that brings us to the end of our show. Yay. Yes. So thank you for listening to Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can send us an email with any and all of your opinions at nobodyasteropinion at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can listen to us on YouTube at Nobody Asked Our Opinion Podcast. You can follow me at Joey Snow 2006 and you can follow JJ. I'm at Piano Man underscore zero five. I have to think about it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't Instagram me. Um, follow our unpaid intern Natalia at the Third Rule Creative and our producer Jonathan at Jelly Sound. Rate us, leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. Tell your friends, check us out. Um, follow us on TikTok. Gross. But follow us on TikTok at Nobody Asked Our Opinion. We're there. We recorded stuff. Eventually I'll post them when I figure out how to do that. Um, join us every Wednesday when we talk about pop culture stuff. And join us this Friday to listen to uh, me and producer Jonathan talk about uh, movies that JJ wasn't here for. 
Sweet. We're doing the Star Wars side quest. Oh, good. <laughs> I could only get through first half of Rogue One with the caveat that like I started it at 2 a.m. And so I was like, there's no way I was going to finish that. I mean, we watched them both and really enjoyed them. But yeah, so join us to talk as we talk about uh, Rogue One. Um, yeah, okay, bye! Okay, bye!